You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library Podcast. There's practically no limit to what you can learn and see when you belong to the Livingston Library. From science and technology to crafts and genealogy, our library is virtually an information galaxy. This library is yours and this library. Welcome to the August 2021 episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. I'm Joe, one of the librarians in our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, and I thank you kindly for tuning in, dear listener. Coming up, Katie will give us a glimpse into some of the most anticipated books heading to the library in August. Hong Mei will share a clip of one of her favorite uplifting songs. Jessica tells us about an upcoming program on helping our dogs adjust to life after lockdown. And speaking of dogs, the crew will talk about some of our favorite dog-related books and films for these dog days of summer. But first, I want to turn the microphone over to some of the Livingston Library's most passionate patrons, the children, more specifically, our book buddies. Now, if you don't know, Book Buddies is a program the library has hosted for years now where kids who are just beginning their journeys as readers are partnered with some of our teen volunteers to practice their reading skills. Not only is this a very valuable program, of course, it's also one of our most beloved programs. And unfortunately, due to the pandemic, it's been a couple years since we've been able to host Book Buddies here at the library, but we're so happy to say that the program was able to return this summer. And so I thought I'd talk to some of the book buddies, both the beginning readers as well as their teen tutors, to find out what they had to say about the Book Buddies program, what they've learned, and what they've been reading, starting with a very bright young reader named Anaya. Can you tell me your name? Anaya. Anaya? How old are you, Anaya? Four. You're four years old, Anaya, and what books have you been reading today? Mia and the Dad. Four, two. That's very good. And did you like the book? Yes. Yeah. What did you like about it? About the, the dancing. The dancing? Yes. Yeah. Do you like to dance? Yes. What kind of dances do you like to dance? Or what kind of music do you like to dance? Frozen. You like to dance to Frozen? Cool. And what's your name? My name's Haley. Haley. Are you a student at the high school? Yeah. Okay. Is this your first time doing book buddies? Yeah. Yeah, how do you like it so far? I like it. It's really fun. Yeah. Have you worked with Anaya both weeks so far? Yeah, so oh, far. I've yeah. only worked with her. Yeah. Have you been reading any books this summer that you're... Yeah, I've actually read a lot. Yeah? What, what are some ones that There's, you've There's so um, Six of Crows and the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, what did you like about that? Like, the whole mythical, you know, it's like fantasy and all that's really interesting. Have you read a lot of fantasy books before? I probably only read fantasy. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, so what's your name? My name is Ellie. Ellie, and are you a student at the high school? Yes, I'm a student at the Livingston High School. And is this your first time doing Book Buddies? Yep, it's my first time. How do you like it so far? It's been amazing, so much fun. Have you ever done any kind of reading, tutoring program before like this? Yeah, I actually enjoy tutoring people. Um, I like tutoring kids. I find it so fun to just spread education and knowledge around. Have you been reading any really good books this summer? Yes, I actually have. So what's, what's one that you really liked so far? I really enjoyed The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. It was really great. Do you remember anything particular that you really liked about the book? I love the characters. It was a great character development, and they were all really, really re relatable. Are there any other books you've read this summer that you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah. For older kids, I really like The Song of Achilles. Oh, I've heard really good things about that, but I haven't read it yet. It's a great book. Do you, do you remember what that one is about? There are two main characters, uh, Achilles and Patroclus. And they basically go to war, the Trojan War, which is basically what it surrounds. And yeah, it's just a great adventure to read. What's your name? Jonavi. Jonavi? Hi. And are you a student at Livingston High School? Um, at the middle school. Oh, okay. Which middle school? Heritage. And is this your first time doing the Book Buddies program? Um, yeah. I was pulled as like, yeah, yeah. How do you like it so far? It's fun. I like it. I like their kids are really cute and I like working with them. Oh, that's great. Are you doing the any of the summer reading challenges yourself? I'm not, but I'm helping out at the front desk. Okay. So you've been volunteering? Yeah. Yeah. How do you like it so far? It's a lot of fun. I've been learning a lot of things because um, a lot of the things I didn't know how to work, but it's been fun and I've been enjoying seeing the little kids. That's great. What kind of things have you learned so far? I've learned like how to figure out my own problems, how to work with Beanstack, and just how to, um, yeah, how to do that. Have you read any good books so far this summer? Um, I've re been reading The Book Thief, and then I finished the Percy Jackson series. Okay, so what did you think of those? I like the Percy Jackson series a lot. The Book Thief, I haven't really done like a lot into. I'm still on like the 50th-ish page, so I've, I will tell you once I finish. <laughs> okay, so what did you like about Percy Jackson? I like the adventure and the world, was, and I like the, um, that whole other world. It was fun to go into and dive into. Do you think you're going to read any more of the Rick Riordan books? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to see. Okay. And um, is there anything else you want to tell the podcast listeners about your summer experience at the library? Well, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of things that I didn't know were going on in the library I got into. And it's so cool, everything that's going on here. I'm so glad. Thanks so much for talking to us. Can you tell us your name? My name's Kate Pun. Kate, nice to meet you. Are you a student at Livingston High School? Yeah, I am. Is this your first time doing the Book Buddies program? Yeah. What do you think of it so far? It's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> Is this your first time also doing any kind of like reading tutoring program? Um, I've tutored kids, but it was more tutoring them for math. It's not reading them and trying reading to them and trying to get them to like you know love reading. It's more like all right, do these math problems. You got this. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, have you been reading anything really good this summer? Um, I recently read this book called Project Hail Mary. It's a sci-fi book, and my dad was really interested in it. And it's about alien life, so I thought it was so cool. So, yeah. Oh, wow, that sounds great. Can you uh, tell us more about the plot of the story? Uh, so basically, the main character, he wakes up, and he has 
amnesia, and he basically just finds out he's on a spaceship on a mission to save humanity from these aliens that are eating the sun. That sounds awesome. Adarsh. Adarsh? Okay. And is this your first time doing the Book Buddies? Yes. Yeah. How are you liking it so far? Uh, good. Yeah? Have you, uh, what books have you read so far? Uh, I read Hungry Bird, uh, Elena from Alvar, uh, The Secret Spell Book. I read um, Daisy Gets Lost. Um, I read um, Fox Get uh, at School. Um, Katie Wu um, and some other books. Uh, That's a lot of books. Is any one of those your favorite? Um, for mine, I would say uh, Elena to Elver. More books I read is Can I Play Too? I'll take a nap and uh, what is the other one? Power Rangers Steel. What did you like about those books the most? Yeah, Power Rangers I liked. And the first day I brought those t three books, Power Ranger and the Piggy and Gerald books. Uh, I liked in that place I liked the Power Ranger ones. Then the second day, the other books I liked is in the other day I buy got books from the library. I liked um, the most is the Oliver, Elena from Oliver. What did you like about that book? Um, how they like uh, beat Fryro and saves the spell book, and in the Ninja Steel thing, I, I like how they. Because they, they, they worked as a team, and they know uh, no monster from the game show that Galax uh, created could never get the uh, Power Ranger stones. Yes, so it's very important to work as a team, right? Yes. And do you remember what you liked most about the Elephant and Piggy books? Because uh, I read them every school I go to, like every reading school I go to, we read them most times. And they have like lots of good and they make lots of books about them and they make people laugh about them. So that's why it's very entertainment for us. Thank you very much to Adarsh and the rest of the Book Buddies for sharing their experiences and book recommendations with us. I also want to thank the head of our Youth Services Department, Gina, for all her help in making that segment happen. I hope that children of all ages might have gotten some good ideas about what to read next from our book buddies. However, if you'd like a few more ideas, here's the head of our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, Katie, to tell us about some upcoming reads making their way to the library in August. Katie? Hi, everyone. It's Katie again. So happy August. Let's enjoy the last of the sun-soaked days before the rush back to school and the chilly autumn weather sets in. You can check the following books out at www.livingstonlibrary.org or via Libby and Overdrive. The first book is We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, which is contemporary fiction on August 3rd. In the vein of Mary Beth Keene's Ask Again, Yes, and Cynthia Dupree Sweeney's The Nest, Tracy Lang's We Are the Brennans explores the staying power of shame and the redemptive power of love in an Irish Catholic family torn apart by secrets. Lady Parts by Deborah Kapakin is a biography on August 3rd. From a 4th of July health scare that brings new meaning to the words rocket's red glare, 
to wearing a heart giant heart monitor while out on dates to try and mend a heart both literally and figuratively broken. Lady Parts is Copican's irreverent inventory of the female body and all the ailments that can befall it. Yours Cheerfully by A.J. Pierce is historical fiction on August 10th. From the author of the jaunty, heartbreaking winner, an international bestseller, Dear Mrs. Bird, a new charming and uplifting novel set in London during World War II about a plucky, aspiring journalist. The King of Infinite Space by Lindsay Fay is literary on August 10th. In this lush, magical, queer, and feminist take on Hamlet in modern-day New York City, a neuroatypical philosopher, along with his best friends Horatio and artist ex-fiancé Leah, are caught up in otherworldly events surrounding the death of his father. All In by Billie Jean King is a biography out on August 17th. An inspiring and intimate self-portrait of a champion of equality that encompasses her brilliant tennis career, unwavering activism, and an ongoing commitment to fairness and social justice. Bloodless by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child is a thriller out on August 17th. Agent Pendergast faces his most unexpected challenge yet when bloodless bodies began to appear in Savannah, Georgia, in this number in this installment of the number one New York Times bestselling series, and also my most anticipated book of 2021. Paradise, One Town's Struggle to Survive an American Wildfire by Lizzie Johnson, is nonfiction on August 17th. The definitive firsthand account of California campfi California's campfire, the nation's deadliest wildfire in a century, and a riveting examination of what went wrong and how to avert future tragedies as the climate crisis unfolds. Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Moreno-Garcia is literary, also out on August 17th. From the New York Times bestselling author of Mexican Gothic comes a riveting noir about a daydreaming secretary, a lonesome thug, and the mystery of the missing woman that brings them together. A Slow Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins is a thriller out on August 31st. With the same propulsion that captivated millions of readers worldwide in The Girl on the Train and Into the Water, Paula Hawkins unfurls a gripping, twisting story of deceit, murder, and revenge. The Heart Principle by Helen Huang is a romance on August 31st. USA Today bestselling author returns with a witting and, witty and sizzling new romance that shows how wrong you can be about someone and how right they can be for you. Hope you enjoy these books. If you check them out, please come let us know what you think of them, and I'll see you back next month. Enjoy summer. Thank you very much, Katie. Well, we're just about at the halfway point of this episode of L-Town Radio, so let's take a quick break and welcome back to the show Hong Mei, who's going to share a clip of one of her most favorite uplifting songs. Hong Mei. Hello, L-Town Radio listeners. This is Hong Mei. I'm an adult services and acquisition librarian. Now let's take a break by listening to a touching and inspiring song, You Raise Me Up, written by Josh Groban 
sung by Peter Hollands, along with 200 kids singing a cappella style. This is a beautiful song that makes us believe in our inner spirituality and happiness. And on, and oh, my soul so weary. When troubles come and my heart burden be, then I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me. Thank you for sharing that with us, Hong Mei. Again, that was a clip from the song You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. There are a number of albums containing that song available through Buckles or through HooplaDigital.com that you can check out using your Livingston Library card. And now I want to talk a little bit about our weekends with the Oscars program that we've been doing this summer. Um, so starting in July, every Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. on the big screen in our program room, we've been screening uh, some of the Best Picture Oscar nominees from this past year. It's especially great to have it back because we weren't able to do this program last summer because of the pandemic. And of course, uh, also because of the pandemic, I'm sure many of us didn't get to see many of the popular or critically acclaimed movies that we would have liked to see in the theaters last year. Um, so there are two films left to screen in August. On Saturday, August 7th, starting at 2 p.m., we'll be showing The Father. That is the story of a man, played by Anthony Hopkins, who refuses all assistance from his daughter, played by Olivia Coleman, as he ages. And as he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. I'd like you to meet Laura. How do you do, sir? I say you're gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> I say he's charming. Yeah, not always. Laura has come round to help you. I don't need her or anyone else. I can manage very well on my own. Everything all right? Who are you? I say it's me, Paul. Who? Olivia. What is this nonsense? Huh? It's me. Ah, there she is. Your father seemed a bit confused. Something wrong? Where's Anne? Sorry? Ma'am, where is she? I'm here. The Father won Anthony Hopkins his second Best Actor Oscar earlier this year. His first, of course, for Silence of the Lambs. And it also earned the Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar for Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller, who also directed. The film was also nominated for four other awards, including Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress for Olivia Colman. Starting at 2 p.m. on Saturday, August 14th, we'll close out 
the weekends with the Oscar series with this year's Best Picture winner, Nomadland, the story of a woman named Fern, played by Frances McDormand, who sets off for a life on the road following the closure of a gypsum mine in her Nevada hometown. As a modern-day nomad, Fern discovers a resilience and resourcefulness unlike any she's known before, and along the way meets other nomads who become mentors to her in the vast landscape of the American West. Dad used to say, what's remembered lives. It's been a minute here since I started out for that goal. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. Finding bits and pieces all worth the reach I carried on. Driving down the highway. What the nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. Let's just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. In addition to winning the Best Picture Oscar this year, Nomadland also won the Best Director Award for Chloe Zhao and won Frances McDormand, her third Best Actress Oscar. And the film was also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Editing. So in addition to being a captivating story, you know it's going to be a marvel to view up there on the big screen in our program room. And now, August is part of what they call the Dog Days of Summer. And appropriately enough, we have a few dog-themed programs coming up on our August calendar. For instance, the week of August 9th, we have a take-home dog puppet crafts, which you can pick up here at the library while supplies last. And the week of August 23rd, we have a take-home puppy bookmark craft, which you can pick up at the library, again, while supplies last. And with all that in mind, I thought I would ask the crew this month if they have any particular favorite books, movies, songs, stories, etc. involving dogs. And here's what they had to say, starting with Archana. Hello, podcast listeners. There are an umpteen number of books and movies depicting our favorite four-legged friends. And quite often, these movies have been spun from books. My pick for a favorite book uh, would be The Art of Racing in the Rain. This is a 2008 novel by American author Garth Stein that is narrated by a dog. This novel stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for three years. It follows the story of Denny Swift, a race car driver and customer representative in a Seattle BMW dealership, and his dog Enzo, who believes in the legend that a dog who is prepared will be reincarnated in his next life as a human. Enzo spends most of his days watching and learning from television, gleaning what he can about his owner's greatest passion, race car driving, and relating it to life. He watches as Denny marries Eve, the birth of their daughter Zoe, and then Eve's development of brain cancer, which only he can detect through his acute sense of smell. 
Enzo eventually plays a key role in Denny's child custody battle with his in-laws and distills his observations of the human condition in the mantra, that which you manifest is before you. Enzo helps Denny throughout his life, through his ups and downs, and gets Zoe back. So this is a beautiful story that celebrates the bonds between animals and humans and the power of love. It is a heart-wrenching, but deeply funny and ultimately uplifting story of family, love, loyalty and hope. It is also a story of life and death and how the two are inextricably linked together in all our lives. Now, dogs and movies have gone together since the very beginning of cinema. There are several notable ones, like Marley and Me, the Lassie movies, A Dog's Purpose, and it's very hard for me to pick my favorite one. But here are a couple which are filled with excitement, drama, action, and adventure. Uh, There's 101 Dalmatians features an adorable litter of Dalmatian puppies on the run from the dastardly Cruella de Vil who decides that their skins will make her the perfect new coat. There is Bolt, about a movie star dog of the same name, who thinks he actually has superpowers in real life. Bolt doesn't know that he's on a TV show. He thinks his amazing powers are real. When Bolt is accidentally shipped from his Hollywood soundstage to the mean streets of New York, he begins his most amazing adventure. I'm sure books and movies will continue to feature our canine friends, And for that very reason, they'll continue to make us laugh and cry and bring in huge doses of emotions and excitement into our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Archana. And up next, once again, here's Katie. Hi, everyone. It's Katie here. So Joe this month asked us if we had any particular favorite books, films, stories, music about dogs. And... For this, I thought that a book I read last year and really loved would be a good fit, and it's The Dog Stars by Peter Heller. And it's about a man named Haig who survives a flu pandemic that killed everyone he knows, including his wife and his friends. So he lives in a hangar of a small abandoned airport with his dog Jasper and another man he meets named Bangley. And one day, he gets a random transmission through his plane, and it ignites a hope that there's other people out there besides him, and that maybe there's more to life out there than what he's currently living. I thought it was a wonderful story. I've read other Peter Heller books that I can't recommend highly enough. I just think that he's really got a way with words. His prose is very to the point. It's not flowery. It's really drops you into the moment of the books. And he has such a a wonderful way of describing nature and how humanity and nature go hand in hand. So for this month, I'd recommend The Dog Stars. Thank you very much, Katie. And now with her answer is Jessica. Hey there, L-Town Radio listeners. It's the dog days of summer. When I first became a reader, I would only read books that had animals in them. My favorite series was Animal Ark by Ben Baglio. All the books in this series follow the main character of Mandy, a daughter of a local veterinarian. Each book focuses on a different animal that Mandy finds in trouble and must rescue. As I grew into the reader I am today, I've read many books about dogs, from nonfiction titles such as Puppies for Dummies to Susan Wilson's The Dog That Saved Me. 
However, my favorite book, which doesn't just focus on dogs, is All Creatures Great and Small by James Herriot. This series follows a country vet in Yorkshire, England. While many of the animals Harriet writes about are farm animals, there is a special place for dogs as well, and this series in particular will always hold a special place in my heart. It's a wholesome series, definitely worth reading. If you're worried about how your dog is handling the transition back to our new normal, as we begin spending less time at home and more time at work and out in the world, I invite you and your four-legged friend on August 5th at 7 p.m for a Zoom lecture on the new normal, but what does that mean for our dogs? During this workshop, Stacy Samla, dog trainer and behavior consultant for Kathy Santo Dog Training, will explain how the past year may have contributed to the creation of Velcro dogs. Samila will cover how this could result in challenges when everyone but the dog leaves the house, resulting in behaviors such as barking, chewing, and anxiety. She will also help dog owners create a plan of solutions easy to implement to make the transition back to normal as seamless as possible. It's going to be an informative and useful program, so make sure you register. I really hope to see you there, and I hope to see your dogs there. See you soon. Bye. Thank you, Jessica. I, I actually think I might check that program out um, because my wife and I have a dog, and even though I've been going back to the library for about a year now, uh, my wife has been working from home and will probably start going back to the office by the end of the year, and I'm worried about how our dog is going to handle it. Um, anyway, as for my favorite dog-themed book or movie, um, of course, I'm a huge dog lover. I've had a dog in my family for most of my life. And I've also spent months and months worth of my time here on Earth watching other people's dogs when they go away. Um, and indeed, I've also read and watched many books and movies involving dogs. Um, certainly the ones Archna and Jessica mentioned uh, include some of my favorites. I, I haven't read The Dog Stars yet, but I'm very curious about that one too. Anyway, um, this question got me thinking about just how many of the dog-themed stories that first come to mind when I consider this question are actually pretty sad, like Old Yeller, or Where the Red Fern Grows, or the movie Wendy and Lucy. Um, if you're not familiar with those and love dogs, I caution you strongly before experiencing them. Um, anyway, but I, I did ultimately come up with a, a very heartwarming dog-themed story uh, or book, I should say, that I think certainly ranks among my all-time favorites. It's John Steinbeck's book, Travels with Charlie, and it's about him uh, towards the end of his writing career uh, in the early 60s, and he's driving around America in a camper uh, with his dog Charlie as his only companion, and he's meeting all kinds of interesting people, and uh, it's actually, it seems a lot like nomad land in a way, now that I think about it. Um, but anyway, it's, it's a very, like I said, a heartwarming read, and, um, and it kind of makes me want to drive around the country with my dog and just meet interesting people. Um, the only, pretty much the only bad thing I can say about it is that it may not be the work of journalism that it uh, presents itself as um, it's come out that a lot of the material in that book 
is fictionalized and at the same time that doesn't necessarily diminish my enjoyment or appreciation of it uh, especially considering um, what kind of falsehoods try to pass themselves off as journalism these days uh, compared to those travels with Charlie is extremely harmless um, anyway there's there's a couple other things I want to mention uh, one is a children's book that came out a few years ago that I discovered w back when I was working in the children's department here uh, is a book called Can I Be Your Dog by Troy Cummings and um, it, it does start out kind of sad like some of those sad dog stories I mentioned earlier but I promise it is has a very happy ending I hope I didn't spoil that but um, yeah it is a kids book so it's I, I highly recommend it and um, there's one more book I want to mention here. It just came into the library, so I admit I haven't actually read it yet, but I grabbed it as soon as I saw it because it looks so interesting. It's called How Stella Learned to Talk, the groundbreaking story of the world's first talking dog. The author is Christina Hunger, spelled just like the word. Uh, this is a nonfiction book about, as the title explains, a dog that learned to talk. Now, Stella did not learn to talk the way you and I talk with our mouths and our vocal cords. Uh, rather, she was trained uh, to step on various paw-sized buttons, uh, 45 buttons uh, to be precise, each one expressing a different English word. Uh, so, for instance, Stella was trained to step on the buttons for bed, want, outside, before she wants to take a nap in the sun, um, or step on the buttons for love you come before flopping over for a cuddle or a belly rub and um, not only is this a the, the story of Stella and how she learned to talk but it also includes tips on how to teach your dog to talk so I cannot wait to read Stella's story and hopefully learn how to teach my dog Sprocket how to do the same thing and Finally, before we wrap things up for this episode of L-Town Radio, I want to tell you real quick about the next meeting of the Unstuck in Time Book Club. Uh, that's the book club where we meet to discuss classic works of speculative fiction, i.e. Uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, anything dealing with the macabre or the surreal or the futuristic, etc. Um, now, the book that we're going to be reading at our next meeting, which will be August 31st at 7 p.m. here at the library. Uh, it is the classic novel uh, by Daphne du Maurier, Rebecca. And now, I've never read this book before, um, but it has been highly recommended to me by two of my colleagues, Katie and Jessica. It ranks among both of their favorite books, and so I was inspired to check it out. And the thing is, it's not strictly a speculative fiction book from what I understand um, it's not strictly a horror story or a ghost story um, but it is extremely gothic and it does involve um, a woman who is quite haunted by the uh, specter of her husband's dead wife and so I thought it was close enough uh, to include in Unstuck in Time. 
and I've, I've just started reading it. And I must say, uh, from the first couple paragraphs alone, I am drawn into this gothic, mysterious story. And I'll share those paragraphs with you, if I may. <clears throat> Last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again. It seemed to me I stood by the iron gate leading to the drive, and for a while I could not enter, for the way was barred to me. There was a padlock and a chain upon the gate. I called in my dream to the lodgekeeper and had no answer, and peering closer through the rusted spokes of the gate, I saw that the lodge was uninhabited. No smoke came from the chimney, and the little lattice windows gaped forlorn. Then, like all dreamers, I was possessed of a sudden with supernatural powers and passed like a spirit through the barrier before me. The drive wound away in front of me, twisting and turning as it had always done. But as I advanced, I was aware that a change had come upon it. It was narrow and unkept, not the drive that we had known. At first I was puzzled and did not understand, and it was only when I bent my head to avoid the low swinging branch of a tree that I realized what had happened. Nature had come into her own again, and little by little, in her stealthy, insidious way, had encroached upon the drive with long, tenacious fingers. The woods, always a menace, even in the past, had triumphed in the end. They crowded, dark and uncontrolled, to the borders of the drive. The beaches, with white, naked limbs, leaned close to one another, their branches intermingled in a strange embrace, making a vault above my head like the archway of a church. And there were other trees as well, trees that I did not recognize, squat oaks and tortured elms that straggled cheek by jowl with the beeches and had thrust themselves out of the quiet earth along with monster shrubs and plants, none of which I remembered. So as you can see, it is very gothic and surreal and dark indeed, and I cannot wait to finish reading it and discuss it with you. August 31st, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, right here at the library. It's going to be in the Adult Services office, which is the room right behind the reference desk. There's no registration needed, and if you need a copy of the book, you can get print copies here at the library, or you can check out audio or ebook editions using your Livingston Library card uh, on Hoopla Digital or Overdrive Libby. Well, that's it for this episode of L-Town Radio. Thanks to our crew of Archana, Hongmei, Jessica, and Katie for their contributions. Thanks, of course, to all the book buddies who I spoke with earlier. And thanks for head of our youth services department, Gina, for her help on that segment. Thanks to you, dear listener, for tuning in. I hope you'll tune in again next month. And, of course, I hope, you'll, I hope I'll see you here at the library now that we are fully open seven days a week with all our usual services. Um, of course, you can still access all our online and digital resources through our website, livingstonlibrary.org. And, of course, you can follow us using our blog at blog.livingstonlibrary.org. You can follow us on social media on our Facebook page, on our Twitter feed, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And you can listen to and subscribe to this very podcast on platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, and stay curious. <laughs>